Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome back to Cultaholic Island. This is Desert Island Graps. We ask wrestling's great, good, and all in between to choose three wrestling matches to watch while stranded metaphorically on this desert island. Today, our castaway, you have heard on Pro Wrestling Noah. He is the English voice of Noah, the master of ceremonies, the commentator extraordinaire, and he's got a bit of a cool rep here in the UK as well uh, as, as a big part of the independent scene over here. G-Man, a.k.a. Chris Garrett, joins me. How are you, mate? All right. Tom Campbell. Welcome <laughs> to Desert I'm... Island Grabs. There it is. <laughs> I have to say, go. I think I said this before we started. We had, we had a bit of a gas before we hit, hit record proper on, on our show today. Um, like, I've known you. For, I, we, we worked together, like, back in, like, 2018. And uh, yes. we'll, we'll always have Borough, you and I, Chris. We'll always have Borough. And yeah. the excitement when... You, your face popped up on my Facebook uh, holding the mic with your glittery jacket for Pro Wrestling Noah. I was like, oh, look at G-Man! Get in! Like, do you know that, that genuine joy you have for good people doing good things? I was like, that's G-Man! Yes. Get in, lad! I know. And then and then you then you guys mentioned me on uh, your Cultaholic podcast. And then I ended up sliding into, like, uh, what was it, the Twitch chat of uh, Matthew and I just went oh cheers for the shout out and then it's just rolled into having actually having an interview with the great Tom Campbell the world famous Tom Campbell of BBC Radio Newcastle <laughs> forget forget Wogan forget Parky <laughs> Tom Campbell <laughs> Let's talk Noah. So, I mean, we'll get into sort of your involvement in a little bit, but what an, what a, an exciting, bittersweet time it is for pro wrestling Noah. We've just seen uh, WWE Shinsuke Nakamura rocking up at the start of the year, and we're kind of in the, the closing stages of, of the great Muta's career. What's the atmosphere like at pro wrestling Noah right now? 
Um, what, would you like me to touch on uh, Shinsuke Nakamura to start with? Yeah, let's start with Shinsuke. Okay, we'll start with Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, obviously, the, the, the so-called forbidden door was opened, shall we say. And uh, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, was announced to battle the Great Muta on New Year's Day. And it played, the video played out in the arena and everybody just lost their bowels. <laughs> they they just went absolutely ape. And uh, they, they flew me back in uh, before, when was it? I came to Japan. I left on Christmas Day night to fly Boxing Day to get to Japan on the 27th of December. And then a couple of days have passed and then one of the official uh, officials from NOAA came to me and said, you have meetings at the Tokyo Dome Hotel press conference. So I'm like, oh, okay, uh, interesting. Press conference. Yeah, yeah, press conference. But before, there'll be a meeting. You'll see, you'll see, you'll, you'll see at this meeting. And uh, I thought, you know what? I'm getting sacked here. I thought, you know what? 20 years in the game, 20 years in the game. And I thought, you know what? I've had a good run. <laughs> I've had a good run. Done one year with Noah. I thought, yeah, that'll, that'll be all right. And I thought, yeah, good lad. That'll do. So we go into this meeting room and it's next to the press conference and the press conference room and the meeting room were exactly the same size. I mean, the meeting room, the, you know, British wrestling would take a look at it and go, Ooh, that, that's a big venue. <laughs> you, you take one look at that room and go, get ringing that. <laughs> and then, and then uh, we, we go into this. We go into the, the the room next to the the press conference room, and I look I look around and it's massive. And on the other side of the room, over there, I see Shinsuke Nakamura, and I see a couple of other people just dotted around. There's about three big, massive circular tables. I think, hmm, interesting. There's a there's a little tea urn with with coffee, and uh, Shinsuke goes over, and he goes over, he pours himself a coffee, and he got, and uh, takes a sip of his coffee. He looks up at me, and he goes, "Yeah, right." <laughs> In his best Clinton Baptiste. <laughs> I was gonna say, and then you Nakamura spoke like Clinton Baptiste. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's a revelation. And yeah, there's these uh, there's, there's these other guys uh, around, and I don't know many of them. I mean, there's the Noah stuff that I know, but the, there's other guys. Um, you know, I'm ignorant to knowing who these people are, and we said, right, we'll, we'll start the meeting, and. There was this guy sat there in a mask and I didn't know him from an old in the ground. And it was Lee England Jr. Okay. Yes. Right. And Lee England Jr. is the, the violinist that plays Nakamura to the ring. 
And I thought it was, this is me being totally ignorant and, you know, everyone's wearing masks. I, I don't know anybody. I'm just being brought into this meeting. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was some guy from NXT that WWE bought over as a mystery partner for the eight-man tag. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, the moment Lee England Jr. picked up the violin, I went, you know what? He's that guy that plays Nakamura <laughs> to the ring. And, uh, but also the production manager was there. And the production, we all sat around this big round table and the production manager laid out like the layout of the Nippon Budokan. And, you know, this is the stage. It's this big. Here's the runway. It's this long. The drop from the ring to the floor is this. And this is what we've got for lighting. This is what we've got for this. This is what we've got for that. And um, the drummer was there. And I think a couple of WWE guys were there as well. And, uh, you know, all the NOAA staff was there as well. And uh, the translator, our translator there, uh, who works incredibly hard, called Remy, um, she was translating for uh, Lee England Jr. And, and his manager. And he, everybody was shown, this is, how, this is what we want. This is how we're going to do it. And then we went, right, great. And then we went on and did the press conference. And I thought, as I was doing the press conference, I thought, so I'm not getting sacked then. I was going to say, at what point did the penny drop that this wasn't yeah. the end of the story for G-Man? This is, oh, no, you're going to yeah. be part of, like, the, the biggest match of the year. Yeah. And in hindsight, looking back at it now, uh, the video that's gone up on the Pro Wrestling Noah English YouTube channel, Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance uh, has hit about almost, as of this recording, nearly one million views on YouTube. Wow. It's a great one. entrance, though. And I love that they rolled it, it back and had Lee England Jr. there playing the violin. Yeah. They just gave it socks. It was brilliant. Yeah. So um, com coming to that show, um, we did rehearse it with and without Nakamura because, you know, how can you not rehearse something like that? Mm. Because, you know, you need to get sound cues, lighting cues. You've got the drummer, you've got Lee England Jr. And you've got all the lights. And you then we did we did one with Shinsuke just to get the lighting cues right and the sound cues for everything to go, boom, finish. And then, you know, when the show, when the show started, it's right. As soon as he comes up, here we go. The drummer starts and everyone goes, oh. And the drummer's and then when the drummer slowly stops, Lee England Jr. plays his first tone on his violin, and then everybody goes, Whoa! gets a bit primal, and uh, it kind of that noise coming from the crowd being on the floor there, it kind of it just lit your heart on fire a bit. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like. And it was something that I've not felt in a very long time. And then when uh, Shinsuke appeared on, on the stage, it was just, right, here we go. And then it's over to you to introduce the great man uh, yeah. himself as well. Yeah, and it's like, come on, G-Man, it's time to talk. It's time to talk, here we go. Come on, come on, throw the bomb into the sun. Here we go. <laughs> oh, it got to, and we're off.
God. What was like, what was it like doing, like in that moment, you just like, you described it so beautifully, like the energy in the room uh, throughout that entire match was, was phenomenal. Like, how did it feel for you being a part of something as groundbreaking as that? Because obviously, you know, Muta's retirement is a, is a, is a major part of the, the wrestling timeline for 2023. It's a massive deal. But, but uh, including that WWE rocking up at Pro Wrestling Noah, which seemed unthinkable. And like, to, what was it? How did you feel being a part of being in the mix of all of that? Once you knew you weren't getting fired? Yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I don't know why I was... I don't know why I had it in my head that I was going to get fired, but you know, it's just me being a pessimist. But um, yeah, it was it was just in that meeting where they said we just want you to call this match, and I was like, right, that's it, okay, no problem, leave it to me. See you out there. Amazing. So looking yep. ahead, uh, I'll just just uh, you know, not long to go when this goes out. Uh, it's the great Muta's final match. Uh, he's teaming with Sting yep. and Darby Allen. A huge night yep. uh, for everybody involved there. Like, h- are you going to be front and center for that one too? We're seeing you there, aren't we? Right? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, of course. I'm I'm normally there to open the show, all Noah shows. So uh, um, as soon as the the music dies down. Take the Nippon Budokan, for example, nine and a half thousand people. Nine and a half thousand people. Amazing. And they do a little they do a little pre-show, a little talk with the, the English commentators and, and the native Japanese commentators, and then they play the opening music, and then when that music finishes, and then the applause starts fading, and that little red light comes on on the camera. It's time to go to work. And it's absolutely petrifying. <laughs> it's absolutely petrifying because it's just everything finished. And and then you're on. Gosh. And you just got to take a breath and go look around and go, ladies and gentlemen, konnichiwa. And you're off. <laughs> But anything you try and remember and put in your head just goes during that countdown through nerves. But I feel like the nerves are something that I've got to either overcome or embrace because it's something that I care about so deeply and so much that you don't want to get something wrong. You don't want to mess up. Do you know what I mean? But that's why we have nerves. It's because it's yeah. that, it's because we love it so much. And yeah. we want to do right by it. I've always uh, subscribed to the idea that the day that I don't get a little bit of anxiety, a little, a little something in the gut, little butterflies before anything like that, that's the day I shouldn't do it anymore. Because mm, that says exactly. that you know your, your your passion's gone for it in a sense. So you getting the butterflies and and, and getting that build up shows that how much it means and shows how it ca- yeah. how you care. And then normally yeah. I, I can only speak for myself on this one. First couple of syllables in, you're like, okay, this is fine. We're off now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter if you're in front of nine and a half thousand people at the Nippon Budokan, or you're in front of eighty to one hundred and twenty people in a church hall in the UK, right? You still get it. You still get those. You still get those heart palpitations. Still, you, you still get it. And you know, you'll see all you'll see all the young the young wrestlers who are in in the UK. They're, they're just pacing up and down. Then then they're either nervous or they don't know what what to do and go. And you, you, you'll, you'll just bring them over and just, you know, kid, come over. And you go, yeah, feel, 
Feel, feel my beating heart. <laughs> I've been doing this 20 years and I still get nervous. Uh, I want to talk you through those 20 years uh, over the next bit of time we've got together. And whilst we do so, Chris, I want us to look at three wrestling matches that you would watch while stranded metaphorically on Cultaholic Island. So we'll go we'll go throughout the interview and chat about each one. But what would you like yep. your first match to be, G-Man? Oh, my first match I would like to be, I've got three on the list down here. Uh, we're going to go with Shelton Benjamin versus Maven from WWE's New Year's Revolution 2005. I know the match. This So this is actually which match are you having? Because they had three that night, technically. <laughs> Can we put that whole, can I choose that whole segment? You, you certainly can. For those who yeah. don't know it, talk us through that that bit, that, that setup between those two from New Year's Revolution. So unfortunately, previously, because I think it was coming from Puerto Rico, I believe, New Year's Revolution 2005. Yes. Earlier in the night, um, I think there was two injuries on the card. I think Lita did herself a mischief. And I think was Eugene somebody was else did. Eugene, that was the one. Yeah, Eugene did, did his knee in. I think Lita did the same. And uh, it just felt like, okay, that match has been cut short. We kind of need, it, this is what it felt like to me. It's like, we kind of need a filler match. It's like, damn it, pal, send Benjamin and Maven out there for five, 10 minutes. And, uh, and they, they literally did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they literally did nothing, right? And I like to I like to look at that match as a whole as a workers' match because Maven got the crowd so riled up, and they did so little, but yet achieved so much as far as crowd reaction went. Because, like I say, previously, they've been downed by these two previous injuries in the match it, it, earlier in the night. And, you know, they were just been bought up by Maven and, and Shelton Benjamin. I thought it was an absolutely fantastic match. It was a workers' match. Up the workers. Let's keep, let's keep fighting. Let's keep working. Because there's a great joy in... in that being a sports entertainment spectacle, we know that Shelton Benjamin can put his working boots on and go. Lord knows he's yeah, done yeah. that time and time again. But this on this night, as you say, it didn't need that. It was just no. uh, a match that happened dead quick, had to be restarted. It was it demanded that it was restarted. Uh, another quick yes. win later, demand yeah. to restart it again, happens yeah. again. Just as you say, it's it was uh, a necessary evil, pun intended, uh, yes. for, uh, for New Year's Revolution, uh, to, to kind of fill some time as they recovered. I believe that night, I mean, that it was that was a show that was really f um, fraught with danger because you had the two injuries early in the night. And is that where Triple H does his quad in again? Or have I jumped the gun and thought a year ahead? I might be wrong. I don't know. Let's pause a moment. I had a feeling. that load up cage match. I have a feeling because I think that was the night where um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels were in a tag match and Triple H does his quad in. 
and Shawn Michaels sort of leaps into high gear to 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 fill the gaps in the match to get it over the line. And then I believe yeah. we get Shawn Michaels, John Cena at WrestleMania that year instead of John Cena, Triple H. I might be a year ahead, possibly. Maybe. <laughs> Just pulling the link up now. Bear with me. Actually, the more I think about it, the more I think that it probably was a year later. Because if it was 05, it would have been heading into... Would have been heading into the Dave Batista Triple H bloodbath at Hell in a Cell. At back at Judgment Day, maybe. Where are we? Where are we? Benjamin this, is, this is a hilarious detour I have taken our wonderful chat on. Hey. Something that I don't think is right. <laughs> Let's have a look. Uh, okay. We had we had Eugene and William Regal versus Christian and Tyson Tonko. That's yep. where Eugene did his knee in. And then there was Lita versus Trish Stratus, where Lita did her knee in. Um, and everyone's all right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was Dalton Benjamin versus Maven twice. Uh, then there was Muhammad Hassan versus Jerry Lawler. Wow, that was a thing. Yeah, and then there was Kane versus Gene Snitsky. <laughs> wow. And, his, his, and then the main event was the World Heavyweight title in the Elimination Chamber. Right. Yeah. And it was vacant. It. The title was vacant. I can't remember the reason, but the special guest referee was Shawn Michaels. That. Um, and there was Orton, Batista, Edge, Jericho, Benoit, and Triple H. That was it. And Triple H, who had, who had vacated the belt, won it back. Uh, I believe yes. the belt was vacated due to some shenanigans on on Raw, where there wasn't a decisive finish in a triple threat match. Maybe either way, we're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Benjamin and Maven, <laughs> the, yes. uh, the workhorses that night. Shout out to the workhorses. Uh, yeah, where- but the workers. So, of the work, so where were you? So where were you career-wise then when that match took place? When you first saw that, where were you? January two thousand five. Yeah, um, I was probably train a trainee at Future Shock Wrestling. So was the ambition we were, there to become a wrestler? Um, probably yes. Uh, we were on the cusp of. Um, the wrestling channels international super showdown mm. uh, you remember that from the commentary sky dome we we're just a couple of months away from that and uh on the run-up to that this is where noah can tie it tie it in once again uh we had a special noah tryout at the future shop training school uh with yoshinari agawa white tiger and uh mitsuharu masawa yeah, that's so cool. So was that so? Was yeah. that your first your your first taste of pro wrestling, Noah? Then all those years ago. Yes. Yeah, I, I you know, these guys are coming over from Japan. It's a, it's a big deal. Obviously, Misawa, um, all all these guys were previously in all Japan, and they broke away to to create this new company called Pro Wrestling Noah, and uh, they were they've been filling out arenas ever since. What was your first impression of spending time with uh, with a legend like Masawa? Uh, I didn't. I didn't spend time with him as such. You know, during that uh, tryout seminar, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of people. Um, 
there is a picture lurking somewhere um, where there are a lot of well-known British talent on there. Uh, Joey Hayes, uh, Chris Egan, uh, James Ty, uh, Doug Williams is in the picture. Spud is in the picture. Yeah. These are some names of a time, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Spud's a Spud, a rock star Spud. Uh, he's uh, he's an agent with WWE now. He is, he is, and I'm and I'm delighted for him that he's still doing yeah. his thing. He's still part of the system. Yeah. Like and, he, he, he's certainly Joey part Hayes of the Brit still... era, wasn't he? Yeah, and Joey Hayes is still killing it on the Indies. Oh, <laughs> what a boy! What a boy! Yeah. What a was, guy! Was um so with that training session with you doing stuff at Future Shock, uh, the ambition yeah. to become a wrestler was there very early on. If it hadn't been wrestling though, Chris, what would it have been for you? Um, probably what I'm doing now. <laughs> I'm still kind of in wrestling. Um, maybe um, I w- probably would have stayed uh, in the army, in the infantry. Interesting. Yeah. Before joining uh, a wrestling school, um, I was in the infantry. I was in the Grenadier Guards. And they're the guys that stand outside Buckingham Palace and Windsor Castle with the tall bearskin hats and the red tunics. And that's where you get the, the guardsmen. Not short for guardsmen. G-Man. So that's where G-Man comes from. Yeah. And my obviously my, my last name begins with G as well. So it all ties in. You see, I always just assumed that you were G-Man because it was Garrett and it was Garrett Man. I had no... The, the, the guardsman connection is... Is, is a yeah. wonderful bit of revelation. And the other dream was to be a professional wrestler. And then once again, the injuries piled up again. And then I discovered uh, the production side of wrestling, which is where I excels. Uh, and also the decimal point is in a better place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in a much better place, I think, if you're on that side of things. Hmm. A much yeah, better you can't, place. You can't get to London. For, you can't get to London, you know, five pound a day, you know, in the back of the ring van anymore, can you? Because that was how we came to meet initially, was yes. you were working behind the scenes uh, for 3CW, never forget, uh, based out of Teesside. But I know you've done many other things there. And it was always interesting talking to you because you had such a, a, a rounded understanding of everything. Like you knew how to p- put on a show. You knew like what talent needed to do. You also knew how to plug shit in. And all of that is important. In, in, yeah. And- and, and I think it gets understated, doesn't it? Just how much, like, I, everybody wants to be a wrestler. Everybody wants to go out yeah. and do the taunts and wear leotards and, 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 and slam people and come up with the catchphrases. But the true workhorses, uh, away from the workers, are, uh, are those people behind the scenes, aren't they? And they never get enough yeah. love. Yeah, definitely. They're like the, 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 the heroes that you don't know about. It's, it's like, even, even now, the guys in Noah, they, they wear more than one hat. So um, there's guys that, you know, the referees will also be drivers and put the ring up. And, you know, I'm also on the ring crew for Noah as well. So I'm also running their YouTube, the English YouTube channel as well. So I'm wearing many hats and someone else is, is, not, is doing more than one job. So it's not just you do this and this is it and this is it only. Let's do your second match, G-Man. So we've had um, oh. shout to the workers, Shelton Benjamin versus Mayhem. Yeah. What would you like your second one to be, sir? 
my second one, my second match to take on a desert island with me would be the masterclass of technical British wrestling, hold for hold, from World of Sport, Johnny Kidd versus Johnny Saint. Oh, now these two have had bangers all over the country. Is there a particular yeah. one that stands out to you? The one that's on YouTube. The one that... <laughs> The one with the highest hits on YouTube. That's the one. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, it's, they... it's the one from the one for the world of sport era, um, and it's just hold for hold, masterclass. You know, there's no there's no dives in it. There's no high spots. It's just hold for hold, wrist lock exchange, and Johnny Saint is just an absolute magician, and Johnny Kidd is the same. You know from working at Pro Wrestling Noah and being a part of many other wrestling promotions just how much the world of sports style stands the test of time. It really does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And even more so, um, Billy Robinson is the name that comes to mind uh, because he was he was uh, quite a prominent figure in world of sport. And... Um, He's had a great influence on the Japanese style as well over here because Billy Robinson has also worked worked in Japan. And, uh, you know, Billy Robinson had his boys and uh, Hideki Suzuki uh, of Pro Wrestling Noah fame. Um, he's, he's one of Billy Robinson's boys and he even comes out to Billy Robinson's music. You know, even he's, to this he's, day, it stands the yeah, time. He, yeah, he's, he's one of the shooters, he's one of the hookers. Is uh, you know, he's one of the guys that like to fasten people up, and um, he's going against it all comes around uh, in a Noah martial arts rules match this Sunday. Uh, he's going against Kazushi Sakuraba. Now, anyone that's never heard of Kazushi Sakuraba, go and Google him, and you'll be like, oh my god. That guy, Kazushi Sakuraba, is the man that beat Hoist Gracie. Nice. <laughs> Hoist Gracie. Hoist Gracie was like the undefeated UFC guy. And Kazushi Sakuraba was the man that beat Hoist Gracie. And he, at the time, was hailed as a national hero. So... Hideki Suzuki, Billy Robinson's guy against Kazushi Sakuraba. I think it's submission or TKO. So it could get very tasty. <laughs> what, those why, people do, that, uh, why do you see, like, like, because obviously the world of sports style lends itself to a match like that, which is coming up on Sunday. Yeah. What? Why do you think that that particular style, like we saw with Johnny Satan, son, Johnny Kidd, why do we think that it's it's it stood the test of time and lasted as long as it has over other styles? Um, I think it's, it's done that because um, it's the, your basic form of sport. It's just hold for hold. Okay, I've got you in a headlock. Are you going to reverse it or are you going to escape? And if he reverses it, the crowd's going to go, ooh. And if he's, if he's going to escape, is he going to do a rope break or is he just going to push out? Are you, are you, a, are you a bad guy? Are you a villain? How, how that reacts and everything, it all, all plays out. Um, 
so it's it's just your basic form of entertain of entertainment in the hold for hold, and the interesting the interesting way it can either be reversed or you can get out of it, especially when it comes to Johnny Saint and Johnny Kid. It's a great second match choice uh, for Cultaholic Island. Let's talk about uh, where you are right now, which is uh, thousands of miles away from where you were born. Yeah. Uh, make it made a brand new life for yourself in Japan. Talk to us about how your your time with pro wrestling Noah began and any trepidation you might have had making the jump across the world. Yeah, um, when was it? I think it was uh, November two thousand and twenty-one, or was it October around that time? Um, and I was contacted by an agent looking for a looking for a commentator. They were looking for a ring announcer. They were looking for a cameraman. They were looking for an editor. Do you know anybody who is a commentator, a ring announcer, an editor, cameraman? And I said, Tom Campbell, Tom Campbell, Tom Campbell, Tom Campbell. <laughs> but Tom Campbell works for BBC Radio Newcastle. <laughs> and Tom Campbell's got to deal with Cultaholic. Tom Campbell's a little bit too busy. <laughs> How dare you? No, I, so it was. So they came to you, and they yeah. were like, "Can you?" And and these are all things that that are strings in in your in your bow, so to speak, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, I just I just put all four of my arms up and went, "Yeah." <laughs> so there was never any sort of trepidation about about making the trip and starting a, a whole new life. Well, the trip the trip didn't initially start um straight away because they wanted me they wanted me to come over within the month and sort the visa and I'd be I'd be there for Christmas. Um but things don't always go that way because I think to, around November, due to the pandemic, Japan closed its borders and the new Omicron variant. So Japan being very cautious, they didn't let anybody back in. Um, so my ambition of going to Japan was slightly scuppered. And then, uh, you know, your dad would ring you and go, oh, how did you get on? You had a good weekend. Yeah, I nearly moved out. No, oh, where'd you go? Japan. <laughs> and he was like, bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> it's a very British dad response, that. Bloody yeah. hell! Bloody hell! Japan? Yeah. Yeah, dear. <laughs> You're still here, aren't you? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world shut down. Everybody's still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what was so were they were they like were they excited for you, your folks? Were they nervous? Were they did they were they skeptical? Like what were their Mothers will always be mothers. Mothers yeah. will always be mothers. Um and and that was that was that with 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 my mum. You know, mothers will always be mothers. They always, you know, will be anxious about their children going anywhere. Fathers, on the other hand, will be like, unless it's an emergency, don't ring me, don't message me, don't hear from you. Just go and have a good time. <laughs> but dad, can I not even just ring you to say hi? No, go and have a nice time. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. See? Don't threaten me with a good time. Go and have a good time yourself. Get out of my head. What's left of it? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When the time finally came and you made the move over there, what was yeah. what was the, how did that first week go settling into not just like a new home but like a new culture and a, a new way of life? How was your first week? So uh, it was a big flight to go over. Um, can't remember how long it was, but got there, got picked up at the airport, driven to the accommodation. And um, I open the door and I see Anthony Green. I see Stallion Rogers and I see Jack Morris, I think, if I remember correctly. And um, Chris Ridgeway shortly followed after me. We were meant to be on the same flight, but showbiz. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Stallion Rogers and... Uh, Anthony Green gave me the birds and the bees about Japan first off uh, because I was there for firstly I was there for three months so just getting used to life sleeping on the floor paying me you know learning the ropes paying your dues you know here's the fridge here's the freezer here's the sink here's the toilet here's the you know mask wearing here's the train station you know there's just Here's the dojo. Here's the gym. This is this is where the young boys live, and uh, the young boys. I just need to touch very quickly on the young boys. The young boys work incredibly hard. The young boys. It's like the last of the Mohicans out here. <laughs> it really is. It's like the last of the Mohicans. They are taught the business inside and out. They're taught the pecking order. They come and do the bins. They have to be front and center on the bus. They have to take the the, the guys' bags when when they go on the bus. Uh, they do all sorts. It's crazy, and and every time they'll train nearly every day, and and they'll bang out those squats. They'll bring up bang out those press ups, and they'll do drills. It's incredible. And they just live and breathe for the whole thing because you don't really have that 
over or anywhere else in the Western world where you have people come in and just live and breathe it the way that that, that you do yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's not like wrestling club on a Wednesday night. It's 24-7-365 until the guys say, you look good, you work good, because there's the there's the junior young boys and there's the senior young boys that have debuted and it's all it's all it's all an interesting hierarchy that, that that's been put there. But they they are working incredibly hard, especially in the summer, when the weather is it's not clement, it's more clammy than clement. And you you're working out in places that don't have AC and there's just pools of sweat on the floor from these guys. It's absolutely insane. They're taught, they're taught it as a discipline it's rather right. than rather than an art form. And that kind of, that's a very different, it's a, it's a million miles away from the approach uh, in the Western world. Uh, as is a lot of things with like the, the way that, that Japan presents its wrestling is very different as well. You would have gone yes. over there with sort of um, preconceptions about how you think pro wrestling Noah was going to run, was going to operate. How do those preconceptions compare to how it runs day to day for you? Um, we have, we have a, a line chat. And in that line chat, um, all the all the bulletins will get shared amongst everybody who's got uh, a social media page. Of course, mine mine is the uh, Pro Wrestling Noah English YouTube channel. Uh, but somebody else will be running the Instagram, the Facebook. Someone else will be running that YouTube. Somebody, this one, that one. Uh, so th there'll be various news outlets within the group chat as well. So it just gets spread like fire. So when I first started doing the YouTube channel, I think it had about 12, 1,250 subscribers. Now slowly approaching 15,000 as this recording, I believe. So I've, I've been working on it for a year, but I think the Shinsuke Nakamura stuff's made everything go pretty viral. That's a massive, yeah, I can imagine that yeah. it did. So that all of a sudden, yeah. so many more people want to find out about. And then it's almost like that mad dash to make sure everybody can find it because then everybody says, oh my God, Nakamura's doing Noah. I don't know how to watch Noah. And like, you, it's, yeah. it's easy. You just have to look, yeah. you know, it's it's that. Yeah. Uh, did you yeah. have a lot of, so, I bet you had a lot of people coming up to you going, how do I watch this? What do I do? Um, sometimes you get a, a lot of people saying, oh my God, Shinsuke Nakamura's come to New Japan. And you think, Sorry, mate, it's not New Japan, it's Pro Wrestling Noah. Mm -hmm. And you can watch Pro Wrestling Noah on our video on demand service, WrestleUniverse.com. It's 900 yen a month. And not only on WrestleUniverse.com is Pro Wrestling Noah, DDT is on there, Gambare Pro, Tokyo Joshi, women's wrestling's on there as well. So there's plenty to go at. Some of it's streamed live, some of it's some of it's put on after, but obviously all the the big arena shows they're live, and it's also it also goes out on Abima as well, which is a streaming service, which is in the tower where I am now, top of the tower. This Sunday, on pay per view, it's Wrestle Universe, Noah's video on demand service. It's Abima, and it's also on Fight TV. So that's a lot of 
there's nowhere in the world that you cannot watch this on Sunday. It's easy to watch it. It's easy to find it's it. Easy to watch. If you if you go on any of those three, good on you. If you watch it by other means, good on you. But shame on you. <laughs> as long as you're watching. As long but as you're please. watching somewhere. Yeah, as long as you're watching somewhere. In, of course, over on the uh, on the Western side of the wrestling world, there's a lot of conversation about the impending sale of WWE. They look to have it sold by the, the middle of the year. Uh, numerous buyers potentially coming up. What's sort of the, the temperature on your side of the world looking at the, the, the potential sale of WWE in the coming months? Um, I don't think we're looking at it with uh, as much interest as WWE's competition are looking at it. Um, but we live in interesting times, Tom. Um, and obviously recently the Forbidden Door was opened to let Shinsuke Nakamura come to pro wrestling now. Um, so I think it's just going to be one of those things where we just sit back, see what happens, and, and everybody enjoy the ride and kind of reserve... Uh, comment to a certain degree um, regarding, uh, you know, goings-ons and, you know, board, you know, people on the board and people resigning or it could be sold to this guy, it could be sold to that guy or this conglomerate or this company. Just sit back and sit back and wait and let it happen, let it, and then, okay, it's been sold or it hasn't been sold and take it from there. But we just, I think um, I don't want to speak for the company. I'll just speak for myself that uh, I hope the, the forbidden door remains open. The the other piece of uh, big wrestling news this week has been the untimely passing of Jay Briscoe. It was reported Tuesday night that he was involved uh, in, a, in a fatal car accident. Tributes have uh, poured from all over the wrestling world uh, since the, the announcement of, of the news. Now, Chris, I know that you worked on the ring crew uh, at Ring of Honor during Jay Briscoe's time there, didn't you? Yes. Um, very sad to hear the loss of Jay Briscoe. Um, brand loyal to a fault. You know, Jay was uh, a staple in Ring of Honor. Always pleasant. Um, and I can tell you one time... Um, a, a nice story to, to talk about Jay Briscoe. Um, we're at a Fight Club Pro show in Manchester and he scared the living shit out of me. And it was when Jay was doing um, the dirty face gimmick and I'm sitting in Gorilla and I'm fixed to the screen and it's completely dark all around. And then... I'm, I'm focused on the screen, and then all of a sudden, this face comes like this. It's a big, <laughs> dirty, hairy face of Jay Briscoe. It's like, hey, we get Wi Fi. <laughs> I must have jumped a mile. I must have jumped a mile. And I mean, the, the apart, apart from like Jay Briscoe absolutely scaring the bejesus out of me you know he's obviously he's asking for wi-fi so he can call his family and when i always saw jay and mark when they had 
you know, just a little bit of time, just a little bit of time, they'd find the Wi-Fi code they'd, and they'd get in touch, they'd video call the family, they'd video call the kids. And, you know, that's that's a thing I'd like to remember Jay Briscoe by. You know, a guy that would scare the living crap out of you for Wi-Fi <laughs> so he can call his family. He's a family, you know, family man, you know, thoughts are with him and Mark and uh, it's a sad loss. To dip back to it and, and now we're putting more eyes on uh, pro wrestling now on in the Western side of things. And I don't know how yeah. privy you are during your line chats on a morning. Uh, with Nakamura turning up in, in, in Noah, is has the forbidden door closed or is it a jar, Chris? I think it's a jar. When oh. is a door not a door? When it's a jar. When it's a jar. Hmm. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there's, there's going to be more uh, international talent coming in because Pro Wrestling Noah right now, it's a bit of a terminus for talent from all over. So we, on New Year's Day, we had WWE. We had Shinsuke Nakamura. This Sunday, we've got AEW with the icon Sting and Darby Allen. So who knows what else? You've got guys from Europe. You've got Ridgeway. You've got Jack Morris. You've got guys from Mexico. You've got Hijo Del Dr. Wagner Jr., who is the GHC national champion. You've got Extreme Tiger, who also works in Impact. So you've got a, a great mix. Not only that, you've got guys from MMA, Kazushi Sakuraba that I've mentioned before, Hideki Suzuki. And there's Kazuyuki Fujita, who is one of one of Inoki's boys, but he was a he was a mixed martial arts guy. And there's Masakatsu Funaki. Have you ever heard of Masakatsu Funaki? I have, but for those who haven't, he is one of the founding happen. members. One of the founding members of Pancrase. They made a Super Famicom game from him, for goodness' sake! <laughs> yes, they flipping well did. <laughs> yes, I've got it in my apartment. <laughs> How often do you play it? You've got to get past the menus first. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea, G-Man, going home. Go, right, tonight is the night. Tonight is the night I get past the start screen. Yeah. Tonight's the night. I have yeah. faith. three hours later going, oh, forget it. Yeah. Well, that's not what it said on Google Lens. <laughs> but it's a big deal to have him as part of the show this yeah. Sunday. It's a big, big yeah. deal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, those guys are those guys are regulars. Those guys are, are regulars. You know, you'll you'll see Masafunaki rock up for for Noah and, and do do some some good stuff. Uh, Sakuraba will, will come in and Kazuyuki Fujita, former GHC heavyweight champion. And he had a good one with Kaito Kiyomiya as well for the GHC heavyweight championship. And he's a beast. Kazuyuki Fujita is a beast. Give him a Google. If you don't know who he is, give him a YouTube. He kicks people in the face. <laughs> Punts people in the face. And he laughs while he does it. <laughs> and after... Once he's powerbombed you and kicked in the face, he'll just crack a beer open and, and just laugh. <laughs> he's a monster. You can't stop him. Well, there'll be an attempt to on Sunday at Pro Wrestling Noah 
as we tip yeah. the hat to the great, one of the greatest of all time uh, in KG Muto, a.k.a. the great Muto, as he wraps up his time on Sunday. You can watch it on Wrestle Universe and all the other great places that G-Man said. We've got one more match for your Desert Island, sir. What would you like Holy your third smokes. and final match to be? <laughs> Holy smokes. Are you ready? Are you uh, ready, Desert Island Graps fans? Do you know what? I don't know if I am ready because so far we've had a World of Sport match and Maven versus Shelton Benjamin. So I don't know if yeah. I am ready, Chris. <laughs> you've, you've had a clinic and you've had a workers match. <laughs> the workers. So what could, poss- what could possibly be next? So my third and final match is... Um, it's from Attack Pro Wrestling. And it's the, the main event of Press Start 5 from the 2nd of June, 2017. And the reason I picked this is because of the story that was involved in it. The the central nervous system of Attack Pro Wrestling was portrayed as a Nintendo GameCube. That was used, that was once upon a time used as an ashtray. (laughs) But for this, but for this purpose, it was used as the central nervous system of Attack Pro Wrestling. And uh, the anti-fun police managed to get hold of this um, central nervous system silver GameCube. And Santos dropped the leg on it. And everything in Attack Pro Wrestling started glitching. <laughs> and Press Start 5 has an abundance of glitches and gimmick changes. And you get CCK versus Bowler Armor with the gimmick switch round. So you have. Uh, Chris Brooks and Lycos being Bolarama and vice versa. And then you have, um, this one got a lot of press. Uh, you have Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate. You remember that one? Where I, Pete was Tyler and Tyler was Pete? I remember it. I remember it. Yeah. yeah. And then you had Drew Parker, who was doing EC Drew at the time, glitched to WC Double Drew. So Drew Parker was, was doing like Raven and the Sandman and everything. And then this night he comes out as Sting, the icon Sting. <laughs> it, all comes, it all comes full circle for Noah, see? Because Sting will be in our main event. Da-da-da-da. This Sunday on Wrestle Universe, Fight TV, and Abima. <laughs> Back to the match. Back to the match. Um, also, like, Attack Pro Wrestling favourites, Mandrews and Eddie Dennis... Um, had glitched to the anti-fun police. But so a lot of gimmicks also, swapping around throughout the night, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. And the the two guys that were in the other two guys that were in the anti-fun police, the brothers of obstruction, which were Lee and Jim Hunter, glitched back to being good, the brothers of construction. <laughs> and their gimmick was they fix things. <laughs> and they managed, throughout the match, they managed to get hold of the, the GameCube, the central nervous system, 
as the brothers of construction and they're left with this dilemma of fixing the central nervous system and everything going back to how it was but they don't want to be bad guys they don't want to go back to being the fun police the anti-fun police so they're left with this 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 dilemma where do we fix this and go back to being bad guys and everything's right again with the world or do we stay good guys and everything's all messed up and uh, uh, Jim just grabs Lee and he goes, Lee, we fix, we fix things. This is what we do. <laughs> and the, the, the other little, the small disc that they put in the, the GameCube and they slammed it shut because they fix things and this that's what they do so they sacrificed being good for the purpose of everything being right again and um you know everybody goes back to normal um deputy dunn gets his comeuppance and everyone goes home happy it's an excellent story because everyone that's in the anti-fun police changes back to being good everyone that Everyone that was in the anti-fun police that was good is now bad and everything just... It's magic before your very eyes. Wrestling, the, the phrase I always use, Chris, is wrestling is at its best when it's inherently bollocks. And... <laughs> <laughs> and and I say it with, with nothing but absolute love and admiration for that entire story that attack pro told like wrestling yeah. when it's bollocks is brilliant it's so much fun when you really let loose and go we can really do what we want with this it becomes so malleable and so exciting and the idea of you know the 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 gamecube that that is the nervous system of a wrestling promotion that is corrupted and how the bad guys have to be how the bad guys become good guys but realize that it's in the best interest of the 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 universe that they do the right thing and become bad again oh it's it's art as well <laughs> it's art it, it's a, it, it, it talks on your emotions doesn't it it, it talks on your emotions it's one of those it talks on your emotions and uh yeah it was, it was just magic to put together and uh i still have that silver gamecube as well and i managed to get it working again oh be careful careful with that careful with that <laughs> It's it's in a safe location. Let's put it that way. It's safe, and I managed to get it working again. I really miss Attack Pro. <laughs> I really miss Attack Pro. <laughs> the wrestling world needs Me a new Attack Pro, doesn't it, man? Yeah, um, there is uh, Modern Nomad, which is uh, knocking about doing doing uh, the same uh, venues that Attack Pro Wrestling has done in the past. So if you like that kind of, if you like that kind of thing, give me, give me a look. Well, the more you know. That's good to know, actually. That is good yeah. to know. 
And it, that, yeah. that also seems like a good place for us to, to call time. Ahead of Sunday, uh, Pro, Pro Wrestling Noah, uh, the final the final showdown with, with KG Muto. Uh, we say farewell to the great Muto. He teams with Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, you can watch it on Wrestle Universe, and you will hear the dulcet tones of Chris Garrett as a part of that presentation as well. Honestly, it has been such an honor to be a part to, to be in your company today, mate. Like I, I go back to again, we mentioned it at the start, 2018. There is do you realize that there is on some streaming platform somewhere there is a wrestling show that is you and I on commentary? Yes. Yes. <laughs> because I couldn't get all my we, we were working in a wedding venue. We were somewhere think was North Allerton as a random guess um, and the lift had broke down so I couldn't get my gear up in the lift so I'm a spare I'm spare I can't I can't physically do my job because it was up like on the third floor or something I'm, I'm not taking my gear up the stairs the, the, the flight cases are really heavy you know I might as well just do it post-production and um, I just bought the essential gear that I needed to come up and said, oh, do you want to do a commentary? And it was me, you and Mike Groom, uh, if I recall. It was. And I got dared by the boys to say all sorts of stuff. <laughs> you did come out with some fun that night. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, and as you say, you were, you were challenged to drop lines and stuff. I seem to remember you and Joseph Connors nearly went rogue at one point. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Probably. <laughs> But I love that that exists, and I love that you are over there now in Pro Wrestling Noah, just absolutely smashing it and and keeping the dream alive. Honestly, mate, thank you for yeah. taking time to join us on Cultaholic Island. Where can people go to find out about you? And let's do one final plug for for Noah on Sunday. Okay, we'll, we'll should we run down the card? Let's do it. Should we run down the cards because I've got the card here. Um, in our opening contest, we've got Hajime O'Hara and Hiroki from Congo going against Seiki Yoshioka and Katoge. Um, we've got Thatcher going against Mas Masaaki Mochizuki from Dragon Gate, who's recently had a birthday. Uh, then we've got six-man tag, Yoshinari Agawa, Eita and Asawa Rongai going against Yasutaka Yano, Junta Miyawaki and Alejandro. And then we've got a six-man tag. We've got Jake Lee, Jack Morris and Tony Green. Going against uh, Masaki Tamiya, Daiki Inaba, and Yoshiki Inamura. Uh, the one I already mentioned was Kazushi Sakuraba versus uh, Hideki Suzuki in the Noah Martial Arts Rules match. Then we've got some uh, junior action. We've got Yohei Keiji and Dante, Dante Leon going against Ninja Mac, Amaska, and Ultimo Dragon. And we've got a big eight man tag. We've got the Congos, Manabu Soya, Masa Funaki. Katsuhiko Nakajima and the leader Kano going against Satoshi Kojima, Takashi Segura, Hiho Del Dr. Wagner Jr. and the GHC heavyweight champion Kaito Kiyomiya. And then the main event is the one you've all been waiting for. It's the one you're still listening to if you're here. It's Akira, Naomichi Marafuji and Hakushi versus Darby Allin the Icon Sting and the Great Muta. And also in the house will be Sonny Ono and the Great Kabuki. Loaded. Loaded night with Noah. Loaded night with Noah. So excited. Are you buzzing? You must be buzzing. I, 
when when that music plays and when my heart rate gets up, it's going to be go time. But when you're watching and when you know, please know that I am absolutely petrified. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.